Hello and welcome to my podcast. I'm Starla from Coffee with Starla and this is my podcast where I read different articles on my website. Today's reading is of my article, Scripture About the Holy Spirit. Let's get started. Are you looking for scripture about the Holy Spirit? Are you curious who this Holy Spirit is or what his role is in your life as a Christian? We're going to go over some of these questions in this article. Plus, I have a 30-day Holy Spirit scripture writing list. It's a printable. You can find that on this article and in my shop at coffeewithstarla.com. I grew up in... A Pentecostal church and that means as a child I it was normal for me to hear about the Holy Spirit on a regular basis every Sunday and every Wednesday yet even with that I still didn't have a solid understanding of him and his role in my life as a believer until just recently I was asked to write this article and put together a scripture writing plan on the Holy Spirit This study and research has been such a comforting and refreshing topic to study, and I share with you all the scripture about the Holy Spirit that I came across and studied. I think the most comforting part in all of this is that Jesus sent the Holy Spirit to comfort us, guide us, and help keep us on the correct path. It's not something I need to figure out on my own or muster up on my own. I have, and you have as a believer, the power Comfort and guidance of the Holy Spirit all day, every day, and all because of God's grace. I certainly didn't earn this grace, but because of God's great love for us, He sent Jesus and the Holy Spirit. Life has been hard, and I am still healing from past trauma, and knowing that the Holy Spirit is with me as a comforter and as guidance through this life fills my heart with peace, and I hope it does you too. So who is the Holy Spirit? I believe he is part of the Trinity Godhead, God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit, all operating together as one God. Now, in my article, I link to a video that does a study on the Trinity. So if you're wanting access to that link, please visit my article here on my website. Scripture tells us that the Holy Spirit plays a vital role in our salvation. His role is to bring conviction and clarity of the gospel to our lives. He secures us to Christ and enables us to live a life conquering sin. In him, you also, when you heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation and believed in him, were sealed with the promised Holy Spirit, who is the guarantee of our inheritance until we acquire possession of it to the praise of his glory, and that is Ephesians 1, 13-14. Isn't that comforting security in Christ? In Bible times, the word seal was a guarantee. We are sealed by the Holy Spirit with a guarantee of our salvation. And according to this passage we just read, Ephesians 1, 13-14, the seal of the Holy Spirit takes place at the point of salvation. It is a promise or guarantee of the Christian's future, eternal inheritance with Jesus Christ. To further our study, check out my list of scripture about the Holy Spirit. You can find it in this article as well or in my shop. 
I love this quote from Billy Graham. He says, the Holy Spirit illuminates the minds of people, makes us yearn for God, and takes spiritual truth and make, makes it understandable to us. So here's a few interesting facts that I found about the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is a person, and you can read more about this in Ephesians 6, Ephesians 63.10, Matthew 12.31, Acts 7.51, Ephesians 4.30, and Hebrews 10.29. The Holy Spirit was present during Jesus' life on earth. You can read more about that in Luke 1.35 and Matthew 3.16. The Holy Spirit works in the lives of believers. You can read more about that in John 14, 16 through 17. The power of the Holy Spirit changes lives. Galatians 3, 2 and Luke eleven thirteen. So what is the Holy Spirit in simple terms? Simple terms. I like how the website Got Questions explains it here. Of all the gifts given to mankind by God, there is none greater than the presence of the Holy Spirit. The Spirit has many functions, roles, and activities. First, He does a work in the hearts of all people everywhere. Jesus told the disciples He would send the Spirit into the world to convict the world of guilt in regard to sin and righteousness and judgment. John 16, 7-11 Everyone has a God consciousness, whether or not they admit it. The Spirit applies the truth of God to minds of men to convince them by fair and sufficient arguments that they are sinners. Responding to that conviction brings men to salvation. So let's talk about some of the gifts of the Holy Spirit. God gives faithful believers supernatural or spiritual gifts. One of the purposes of these gifts is so we can fulfill our calling in life. Second Peter 1.3 says, His divine power has given us everything we need for life and godliness through our knowledge of Him who called us by His own glory and goodness. The gifts of the Holy Spirit are part of everything we need to accomplish His plans for our lives. Let's read 1 Corinthians 12, 8-10 together. To one there is given... Through the Spirit, a message of wisdom. To another, a message of knowledge by means of the same Spirit. To another, faith by the same Spirit. To another, gifts of healing by that one Spirit. To another, miraculous powers. To another, prophecy. To another, distinguishing between Spirits. To another, speaking in different kinds of tongues. And still, to another, the interpretation of tongues. Again, that is 1 Corinthians 12, 8 through 10. Please note that this is not a complete list of the gifts of the spirits. Paul is describing a few special, specific gifts of the Holy Spirit in this passage. Message of wisdom, message of knowledge, faith, healing, miraculous powers, prophecy, discernment, speaking in tongues, and the interpretation of tongues. If you read the whole chapter, Paul says, Though the gifts vary, they each have the same purpose, the common good. And they are each given from God through His Spirit as He desires. In other words, there is one purpose for all the gifts, and that's to give God glory, and it's for our good. Romans 12.2 says, 
We have different gifts according to the grace given to each of us. If your gift is prophesying, then prophesy in accordance with your faith. Again, that's Romans 12, 2. All the gifts from the Holy Spirit are gifts we should humbly take and walk in. It is only by God's grace we are given these gifts and not something that we demand or are earned on our own. The Gospel Coalition website separates the gifts of the Holy Spirit into two categories, speaking and serving. Gifts of speaking include apostleship, prophecy, teaching, evangelism, exhortation, discerning spirits, speaking in tongues, and interpreting tongues. Gifts of service include leadership, helps, mercy, giving, faith, healing, and miracles. 1 Peter 4.11 says, If anyone speaks, they should do so as one who speaks the very words of God. If anyone serves, they should do so with the strength God provides, so that in all things God may be praised through Jesus Christ. To Him be the glory and the power forever and ever. Amen. It is so important to remember that the gifts of the Spirit are given to us by the grace of God and are for the edification of the church. The gifts of the Holy Spirit are not given for self-education or for self-esteem, but to build up and strengthen the church. We see in Ephesians 4 that it is the aim of the gifts for the maturation of the body of Christ. That means it's to mature up Christians in the Lord. The Lord wants the church to be able to be strong and stable and able to resist false and destructive teaching. The gifts are operating well when the church becomes more like Jesus Christ, when it is built up in truth and in love. Let's read Ephesians 4, 11 through 13 together. So Christ himself gave the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the pastors and teachers to equip his people for works of service so that the body of Christ may be built up until they all reach unity in the faith and in the knowledge of the Son of God and become mature, attaining the whole measure of the fullness of Christ. Again, that's Ephesians 4, 11 through 13. Also, we are not to look down upon one gift or hold another gift higher in value than the next. All are equal in value and all are needed to encourage and build up the body of Christ. Let's read 1 Corinthians 12, 14 through 18 together. Even so the body is not made up of one part, but of many. Now, if the foot should say, because I am not a hand... I do not belong to the body, it would not, for that reason, stop being part of the body. And if the ear should say, because I'm not an eye, I do not belong to the body, it would not, for that reason, stop being a part of the body. If the whole body were an eye, where would the sense of hearing be? If the whole body were an ear, where would the sense of smell be? But in fact, God has placed the parts of the body, every one of them, just as he wanted them to be. That's in 1 Corinthians 12, 14 through 18. The Blue Letter Bible says that this illustration that we just read of Paul would seem to be saying that all parts of the body are of equal importance for the body to function properly. It is only the head, Jesus Christ, which is indispensable. Thus, a case could be made for saying that all spiritual gifts are of equal importance. 
So let's talk for a few minutes about the fruits of the Holy Spirit. There are nine fruits of the Spirit, but interesting enough, the Bible lists them as one whole singular fruit, different parts of a whole. The singular word fruit is used here to describe nine different fruit of the Holy Spirit. Let's read it together in Galatians 5, 22 through 23. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such things there is no law. While we should consistently grow in our relationship with God, it is the Holy Spirit who produces this fruit in the faithful believer. As we walk out our faith, our lives show these characteristics. We are to honestly self-reflect and if we are weak in any of these areas, we go to God and ask him to help us in each of these fruits. So how do we grow in the fruit of the Spirit? By spending time with God every day. That means we read the Bible every day. We're studying it and we're applying it to our lives. We are praying every day. We're surrendered to God and allow him to change us. Doing these things helps us to mature and grow in the Lord and helps us to walk in the fruit of the Spirit every day. Scripture about the Holy Spirit. So if you're just getting started with scripture writing, I have an article that goes over all the how-tos, how to get started in scripture writing. It's on my website, Coffee with Starla. Also, I recently wrote an article on the benefits of scripture writing. In this article, I shared so many testimonies from other ladies who use my scripture writing plans. If you need some inspiration, that article is for you. And it also is on my website, Coffee with Starla, just in the search box, type in benefits of scripture writing. So I put together a list of 30 scriptures about the Holy Spirit. So what you're going to do is you're going to download this list and print it off or just save it to your device. You're going to take one verse a day to read over, write out, and then pray over your life. I also have the accompanying Holy Spirit Scripture Writing and Bible Study Journal. Now, this journal is a 38-page printable journal, and it's outlined with the SOAP Bible Study Method, and you use it to write out your Bible verse. You write out your observation and how you're going to apply it to your life, and then your prayer. I actually use these journals personally for my scripture writing and Bible study time. And you can see examples of how I use it um, on my Instagram account, Coffee with Starla, or on my Facebook page or on my Facebook groups, Coffee with Starla. If you're looking for a deeper study on the Holy Spirit, I have linked a couple of YouTube videos of some very in-depth uh, Bible studies from someone that I trust who did a couple of studies on the Holy Spirit. Now I'm talking about they're over an hour long. So when you have time to sit or if you're driving back and forth to work, you can um, watch or listen to these YouTube videos. They're linked in this article. So those studies linked with our scripture writing plan on the Holy Spirit is a great source to get you to have a better knowledge and understanding of the Holy Spirit, His gifts, and the fruit of the Holy Spirit, and how He moves in your life.
So thank you for being here with me today. And over the next 30 days, link arms with me in studying what the Bible has to say about the Holy Spirit.